Hi everyone, welcome back to Beyond the Pit Lane and today we will be discussing the Dutch Grand Prix as well as some driver announcements that have happened so far this week. Would you like to, how was it from your point of view being there? Because I'm I'm very jealous, I must say. <laughs> um, so I was a volunteer for four days, so my shift started on Thursday and Thursday yeah. was like a special day for the inhabitants of the town. And it was really interesting to see the atmosphere that they had created because they were not watching any sessions, of course, but the atmosphere was already there. Like, I visited Spa the week before for the first and second practice, and the atmosphere was already so different during the free practice sessions here in the Netherlands than it was at Spa. Um, I think that's what a lot of people enjoy. From what I've seen, the people that went, they just... They were like, even if the race wasn't quite, you know, the most interesting race, the atmosphere there was just above, like, everything. And it was, well, I mean, it was great to watch from home, like, all the fans and whatever, and it looked great. So to be there, I I can't imagine, like, being amongst all those people. Yeah, it was, honestly, it was very great to see because I wasn't expecting people to be disrespectful to everyone and this happy, but the atmosphere was just something I didn't expect at all. And it kind of continued after the sessions. People were still walking around with smiles on their faces and the fans on and all that was just filled with people having a nice laugh, having a drink. And yeah, honestly, the, it continued after each and every session, which was great to see. Yeah. And also but... the town itself was pretty special because... Everybody had to take public transport, really, because that's the rules that the organization had set. Um, yeah. like you weren't allowed to travel by car within the town, which was very good for the environment, I'd say. But walking towards the train station was already a lot of fun because yeah. after you had left the circuit, uh, the whole town had been decorated with little flags and everybody was celebrating the fact that there was a Grand Prix in their town. And that was... Honestly, so amazing. The whole street towards the train station was like partying and having a lot of fun. And like the, the atmosphere didn't end after the circuit, but it was just an amazing route towards the train station as well. It was, it was so cool to see that they made such a huge thing out of it. And it wasn't one like just, you know, a couple of fans there, whatever. It was like a huge thing from what I've seen on social media and whatever. It just it looked the entire weekend just looked like so much fun, like such an amazing place to be. And I did see the one the one lonely British fan amongst all the orange in the crowd. I mean, good on him. I was I was shocked. It was just it was so nice to see as well. Like a couple of races they've kind of been booing at a certain person, whatever. It was so nice to see that even though they were there, like, they were there for Max, the majority of them. It was nice to see that they were still supporting the rest of the drivers and were still very respectful to everybody. It was it was very nice to see, from home, at least. Yeah, um, yeah I was very afraid of people booing, but actually they yeah. surprised me. Because the people that did do it, um, like, weren't even hurt because the rest of the crowd was like, no, you're not going to do that, and... Yeah. just instead clapped and all that it was honestly it was nice to see all the respect for everyone and I myself I'm not like the biggest Max fan but I still support him a lot um but I'm just 
a bit more of a fan of McLaren. But yeah, I was just standing in the crowd with my <laughs> with my hoodie on, but it was still a lot of fun, and I'm glad that Max won the race. Um, I mean, looking at the race, the race itself wasn't as exciting as I'd hoped for, because in each and yeah. every session of the weekend, we saw red flags and all that, and then during the one moment where... I couldn't believe there was not a single safety car or red flag, nothing. I was so shocked. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, me too. The only thing that happened really was Sebastian's spin and that was it. It was just... Yeah. <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, I can't believe that there's nothing right now. It's like, the only thing that kind of comes to my mind of, of little things that happened, like, between drivers was obviously Lando and Sergio, who kind of had a nice, like, a little touch. Once um, again, between those two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I didn't even know it until like maybe five minutes after that. But um, the corner itself is not very forgiving. If if you just, if any corner, um, you could easily crash. And I think that was kind of what made the circuit very difficult for the drivers as well. Yeah. It's a very beautiful circuit though. Like I do, I really love it. Um, Even if it didn't give us the most exciting race, I do really love the track itself. And it was so nice as a Red Bull fan to see Max win. But Sergio, like, it was so gutting qualifying. I was absolutely gutted for him. But just the fact that he managed to come back anyway, I was I was loving it. That was kind of what I was focusing on the entire race because there wasn't too much going on. Uh, so I was just watching Sergio just pick him off one by one. Off he went. It was great. Yeah, I was quite surprised to see him being able to overtake that many cars because I was expecting him to maybe overtake five cars the, at most. But then he just yeah. charged through the field and I was like, okay. Because yeah. each lap, I would just try to count um, the intervals between the cars because we couldn't see um, the time intervals, which was very annoying. Um, I didn't know how close people were to each other. But then uh-huh. I was just counting and each and every lap, Perez was just closing up on everyone and I was just like okay he's gonna overtake another one and yeah and each time it happened everybody was just like oh my god he just overtook another car how <laughs> absolutely flying what else happened in the race well we had the DNS like the weird thing was I saw um Yuki go into the pits and I thought is he going to have another pit stop but then I just didn't hear the wheel guns and I was like oh is he DNFing it was a bit strange because yeah. to us yeah. we, it was a bit all of a sudden um, <laughs> we couldn't hear any onboards or something so I was like what's he doing and then he just retired and I was like oh okay yeah I, I there wasn't anybody you know there wasn't any major problems but yeah there was a couple of people who ended up not finishing they just disappeared off into the pits and then at the very end George seemed to be holding his ground pretty well and then right at the end it like I don't actually know. I haven't looked into it, but his like his time on the on the thing it just grayed off. So I assumed he didn't finish. No, but I don't. Yeah, he did retire at the end. It was like lap seventy two. I saw him go into the pits again. And see, I saw the checkered flag come up next to all their names. And I didn't see it by George. And I was thinking, what on earth? Am, am I missing something? But I didn't look into it. I forgot. So. Yeah, George came into the pits, like, I had a view on the pits, um, and he came into it, and I was like, what's he doing? He's like the last lap. And then I just didn't hear the wheel guns again, and I was like, oh, 
He's retiring. Okay. Um, and later on, I found out that he had a gearbox issue. So I think that may have been a result of the scrap he had in qualifying. Yeah, that um, is good, George. Um, can we right before we finish off with the race? As we mentioned, George, George finally, finally, finally is going to Mercedes, and I have I'm so happy for him. Like, yeah, me too. I, I wasn't. I would have loved at eleven like, any choice. Like whoever they decided to put in the seat. I would have been fine with it, you know, wasn't too bothered, but I'm just so happy for him. I think he deserves it. Yeah, I'm but, I'm so happy. But it was literally the worst kept secret of the whole paddock. It was. <laughs> um, it was like, yeah. I'm gutted, I am gutted that they announced Bottas before they announced George, because, all right, we kind of had guessed and we were like, oh, it's going to be George. But the fact that they announced Bottas first, it was then so obvious, it wasn't. Yeah, it was just a bit... I was like, why couldn't you have announced George first so that, like, it was a little bit more of a surprise? Yeah, it's the same but no. thing. But I have a fun story about the, the pictures they used for the announcement. Because yeah. the thing was, we were always waiting for the drivers to go home after the race or every session. And on Friday, we saw George leave in William's clothes and in a Mercedes car. And, like, I think, like, 40 minutes later, the same car drives into the paddock again and i'm just like what huh and as soon as i look into the car i just see a man with formal clothes on and after like making eye contact with him i'm like wait that's george and i was like what does this mean <laughs> um and i already said to my friend like does this have anything to do with the contract or something but it turns out that those pictures were taken this weekend and he was wearing exactly what i saw on the car and it's yeah. It's like, okay, what the. Huh? Witnessed it firsthand. <laughs> Apparently, Lewis, uh, Toto was in the car as well. And that made it worse because we were like, hold on, Toto is in the car with George yeah. in like formal clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, so he looked very proud. And I was like, okay. I would have loved to have seen Toto as well. We just say, can you? Oh my goodness. I saw him leave one day. Which was kind of fun. He was just waving at everyone. I I just I love him. Um, but yeah. So talking of announcements and things, that obviously does mean Bottas is going to Alfa Romeo. So who do you think? What who do you think is going to get the Williams seat now? I think I'll just have to follow the rumors on this one. I think Alexander Albon might sign for Williams. Now I this might upset some people. Um, but I upset some people on the team when I said this but I I love Alex Alex is one of my favorite drivers like I think he's probably my favorite out of like the younger drivers but I I feel like Christian Horner is being a little bit or Helmut Marco whoever's dealing with it being a little bit greedy because obviously the Williams is a Mercedes team for Mercedes drivers and if Alex goes to Williams that will mean there's five Red Bull drivers and then only three Mercedes drivers so I think in that sense it's a bit greedy to be like oh well we won the Williams seat for Alex when they could have given him the Alphatari seat but yeah yeah, I kind of was surprised with Yuki's announcement because he hasn't shown that much yet and obviously he still has nine races to make up for everything else and I'm sure he has potential but I feel like for Yuki it may have been better if he had stayed for another year in F2 
just to prepare yeah. a bit more because it kind of feels like you just joined everyone too soon. Yeah, I quite like Yuki, but I feel like they've given him more of a chance than they gave Pierre or Alex yeah. in a way. Like, I feel like um, both of these seasons were better than what Yuki's has been so far. But Red Bull are full of surprises. Yeah, that's very true. I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't expecting Yugi to be announced yet. Pierre, I was obviously expecting. I mean, he's been showing a stellar performance all year. I mean, P4 in, at the Dutch yeah. Grand Prix, honestly, what a drive. But I wasn't expecting Yuki to stay already. I just thought they might want to wait a little longer, but... Yeah, well, the only other seat available... Well, there's obviously the two seats in Williams, but we're assuming Nicholas is staying, assuming... Um, I don't see why they would get rid of him. Um, you never know, honestly, you never know. Anything could happen. So then the only other seat, really, is the second um, Alfa Romeo seat. Now, I I really do like Giovinazzi, like... I'll be really gutted if he does go. However, if the rumours are true, we are going off rumours at the minute, if they're true, and Nick Debris comes up to Formula 1, I will definitely not be complaining. Yeah, no, me neither. I, I, I would love to have a second Dutch driver in the, in the on the grid because I, yeah. it just kind of feels like we've been lacking that talent here. I don't know. Yeah. I'm a very big fan of Nick. I I do really like him, and I would love to see him in that seat, like so much. He's so nice. I met him like on the Thursday, and he was so nice about all of it. And yeah, he wanted to take a picture, and he, honestly, the sweetest guy. Um, I can't believe you didn't say anything. You posted that photo on Twitter with Carlos, and I I genuinely I was like, oh. My gosh, that is Carlos Sainz. <laughs> I I have never been so jealous in all my life. Oh, honestly. Yeah. It was like we suddenly saw his car and we walked up and then just like, I don't know how many people followed us, but I, eventually we got a quick picture. But all of a sudden, everybody started running towards his car. And I'm just glad I still got a picture because it was getting so crowded and he had to leave for like the press conference yeah he, he felt so bad probably that he couldn't like get everyone on the picture but yeah it was nice about it and he tried to get as many people as possible but yeah obviously he had stuff to do um but he was nice about it and yeah I was just I don't think I could quite believe my eyes if I saw Carlos Sainz in flesh like I, I, I he is my favorite I just yeah it still hasn't like settled in me that I saw like I literally have a picture. <laughs> and you all I don't know who else you saw altogether because I haven't really kept them, but I did see the photo of Arthur. Yeah, he was so sweet. He like came out of the F three paddock and in like his Ferrari Academy jacket and I was like, Oh my god, that's Arthur and then he just saw some that uh, he saw that some people that had been waiting knew who he was and he really took the time to just walk towards the side where we were standing and yeah then he was like who wants a picture and I was like yeah sure and I wished him good luck for the weekend and he said like thank you in such like a sweet voice and he sounds so much more like Charles in real life as well it's <laughs> ridiculous well like, how was um I didn't actually watch F3 this weekend how was the F3 race 
the engines of the F3 cars are so loud that it's ridiculous. Like, F1 is loud, but then F3, if you watch the start, like, very yeah. close to the track, it's, you can feel it through your whole body. It was, the, like, the best sound I've ever heard in my life. But um, the race one was very good for Arthur. He won. He made up two positions at the start. Um, yeah, I did manage to see that bit. And it was, and then he drove very stellar. He had to. He was under so much pressure, but he kept his head cool. And but the second race was pretty. Like I watched the start closer to the track because a lot of people have had already left. Um, yeah, and that was like. The, like they they're faster than you'd imagine. You'd you'd think that it differs a m- lot more with F one than it actually does because yeah. But especially the noise is just incredible. But um, Victor Martins won the second race and he like had some good overtaking, and yeah, he just drove very well. It was nice to see his first win of the year. I, I, yeah. It's his first win of F3 altogether, but I'm not too sure. I didn't watch F3 enough to... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure either. I'm, but I'm a bit useless. I didn't get to see race 3 because I was working. Because I had like a shift in one of the lounges. But I did hear the noise. <laughs> so <laughs> I could count the laps. Because each time... Well, that's a bonus, I suppose. Um, but I read that Dennis Hauger won it. And I think he will probably win the championship, uh, in yeah. all honesty. He's been driving amazingly all year, and I think he'll go to F2 next year, for sure. Yeah, I think he'll win the championship, and I hope he does. I'm rooting for him. He's doing so well. He always drives so consistently. He just does so well, so I, I do hope he does win the championship. What else happened on the weekend? Is there anything else we need to... I don't know. He's very tall. I saw him, and I was like, oh, he's <laughs> actually tall. It was just like a red, like a guy in a Red Bull jacket, like Red Bull Academy jacket, next to two Prema guys. And I was like, okay, that's Dennis for sure. But um, yeah, he's pretty tall, actually. Or See, I don't really know. I'm not very good with heights, but I, d- I don't know. I just imagine him as being quite small. Maybe it's just because I'm small. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed very tall to me, but honestly, I don't know. I'm not too sure what his height is, but um. But the W series itself, I their engines are a bit different as well. They have like um, I don't know how to like describe it, but sometimes if they shift up, their engines are just producing a different kind of noise. Yeah, and that's kind of nice to hear. I don't know. It's a, but I didn't watch the race because it was during my shift as well. But I did see qualifying, like um, the red flags and stuff, which was a bit sad because one of them just ended up in the grid, uh, in the in the gravel, and then just couldn't get out because she was completely stuck into the gravel, and she had to get. She was like, "Yeah, but if someone can just push me, I can drive off again." But then they yeah. decided to pick up the whole car, and she was just she just looked at the car like completely gutted. But yeah. I- I missed that as well. I, I was so busy on the weekend. I only actually managed to watch the F1 race. But um, we need to get all of all of our team to a W Series race at some point and speak to all of the drivers in person. Yeah, I think exactly. that's, a, that's a mission. We need to do that. That would be nice, actually. That would. I would love that. One thing I've taken away uh, from this weekend, for sure, is 
I like I gained more respect for the other series as well. Like I already respected this series a lot, but watching them fight so hard yeah. in your life is just it just changes your whole point of view on the younger the feeder series or the W series itself and I don't know, it's just it's it's so much harder racing than I'd imagine. And yeah. I kind of felt like the F3 races were more interesting than the whole F1 race. Because See, like, that is something, like, I watch F1 more than any of the other series, but when I do watch the others, they always just seem to be, there's so much more going on. Like, there's so many overtakes and there's always somebody different on the podium. I just feel like it's, like, it's a lot closer than F1 is. Obviously, you've still got the people who are always at the front and the people who are always at the back, but it's just a lot closer, I feel, than F1 is. But I did love, I did really, really enjoy the entire weekend. Like, the race wasn't the most exciting, but I just, I loved the track so much. So it was, it was quite nice to see it actually being used this year. Yeah, me too. We had to wait for so long, 36 years before this Grand Prix could come back. (laughs) And it even got to a point where the track was almost, had almost died down entirely. And it wasn't until someone bought it uh, and revived it completely that there was a Grand Prix again. And I think that after 36 years, the way the fans delivered to this Grand Prix is outstanding and makes it worth everything that it token in order to get it back yeah 100% I think uh, I think the fans were quite happy to have it back and like I, th- I feel like not even just Dutch fans I feel like everybody was quite happy to have it back it's a very nice in my opinion quite a nice track quite a nice race to have um well at least I enjoyed it and I know a lot of the drivers said that they really enjoyed it so yeah I was kind of surprised to see the like the attention the drivers gave to it, 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 it kind of felt like everybody was just very excited for the bank corners. Yeah. That's an interesting aspect to the whole track. It makes the aerodynamics a lot different than other tracks. And yeah. I love I'm, the video. Um, I love the video of Dan rolling the... Now that is a question. How do you pronounce the waffle? Because I'm not even going to try it. How do, you, how do you actually pronounce that? Because... You pronounce it as uh, stroopwafel. See, I've seen so many arguments over this, and I was like, I'm not even going to say it. No, I'm not going to try it. <laughs> it's a difficult word, because we have, like, the the R sound and stuff is yeah. so difficult in here. It's like, for so many people, the O sound that we have is, is difficult to pronounce. I feel like I need to try them. They are very good. They are. You just have to maybe put them in a microwave for, like, two seconds, and it's then it's even better. Yeah, I saw Max, um, not Max, Max Futile put on his story. He was like, somebody told me to warm it up, so I warmed it up, but I hate it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I thought that you kind of had to warm it up. Clearly, I was wrong. Um, well, it depends on how long you warm it up for, because I once warmed it up for 50 seconds and it just completely burned. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice delicacy and you have them in many flavors, but. I don't like those, just like the traditional one. Um, maybe, maybe that should be a video. Maybe we should try them for a video. Yeah, exactly. Just try different snacks from the whole world. I think I think that's quite a good idea, actually. So uh, everybody listening, look out for that. We might make that video. Exactly. 